Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. This episode is brought to you by the She Shed in Kincardine. And today, I am so excited to have on a 28-year-old from Ripley, Ontario, a 13th overall draft pick of the Plymouth Whalers, and a 5th round draft pick of the Colorado Avalanche, a silver medalist, with Team Ontario in under-17, a gold medalist with Team Canada in under-18, the leading scorer in the WOAA loop in 2019-20. Ripley even named a day after him, um, and he's the captain and holds the record for most goaltender interference penalties in one playoff drive. Garrett Mears, how are you? Hey, Wally, I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> um, so I guess, uh, yeah, I usually, this is Locals Week, folks. And uh, Mirzi's just down the road for me, but we're still doing this via Zoom because of all this horse manure. But uh, anyways, <laughs> how I usually start is how we know each other. And I guess we met each other, I think, was at like O'Reilly Skates, right, in Godrich? Yeah, the first I remember the first time walking because it was fantastic. We uh, we were on the ice in Goddard's there because it's uh, we're obviously in Ripley. There's not much ice uh, available in the summer, and uh, so the O'Reilly's he's from down that way, and we for like since I was 15, I was skating down there, and uh, so we were skating the one day, and or no, we were getting ready for a skate. You were skating by yourself. I get to the rink, and there's this old guy skating around the rink by himself, shooting pucks on an empty net. Old guy. <laughs> and, uh, I was old well, guy. I wasn't that I old remember, at that point. Well, I remember looking down and like, who is this guy? <laughs> anyway, so I get I'm getting dressed and uh, all of a sudden this guy comes walking in the room. He's hey, I heard there were some hockey players here going for a skate. <laughs> and then, no idea. You introduce yourself and yeah, man, next thing you know, you're on the ice whipping around. I think you did the old – I think we were doing a two-on-one drill and you tried the old fake shot between the legs pass. And, uh, and that's when I was just like, okay, who is this guy? But Well, you always got to try that once a practice. Just just keep <laughs> things fresh. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure o O'Reilly was the D-man on that play too. It was just, you know, keep yeah, him guessing. Yeah, that's right. He probably – Probably hadn't seen that maneuver before. The old, uh, <laughs> the old fake slap shot between the legs, backhand pass. Okay. Uh, um, but, um, the other reason why we know each other is, uh, we were teammates and at some points line mates on the Ripley wolves. Yeah, that, that was quite the year. 
Was it year only one year together? It, oh, year and a half, buddy. Right, right. Year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. Um, yeah, no. Um, but you did take a lot of goaltender interference penalties on that playoff drive when we marched all the way to the finals against the Clinton Radars, and I went septic and after the first game and. Uh, I almost died and went to work with an IV in my arm for 16 days. That was a fun time. Really glad I was playing senior A at that point in my life. Um, but uh, it was pretty exciting when we went to Clinton and there was like two busfuls of like Ripley fans. And it, it was fun, man. I loved it. Yeah, it was a, that was a lot of, that was a great season, actually. Like it was a lot of fun. Uh, common, I gave it my, or, yeah, that was my first year home. So I, I just moved home from playing pro and, Go out playing Ripley, and then we pulled that off. It was a lot of like one of the one of the best years I've had playing hockey. Yeah, I was around that team for I think it was three or four years, and each year they kept getting better and better and better. Um, and then yeah, I guess COVID shut you down there for a while. So, anyways, um, I really enjoyed my time with the Wolves. Love getting to know the people at Ripley. Now my kids go to school there, so. Um, that's all part of how I know you. I still see you on the regular as they'd say, right? Yeah, for sure. Friday afternoons, picking up the kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that happens sometimes. You might end up in Ripley a little bit before the, the bell goes, right? <laughs> yeah. You might as well make the rounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what's unusual about this uh, Zoom call is most people are not near me and I do not see them anymore. Um, and uh, another reason how we know each other is you've also been an instructor at uh, Wally Skills Days in Ripley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you always got to go help out the local kids. Uh, do you remember the crossover day? Do you remember how fast I was? Do you remember that? Uh, you were you were all right I don't know I think there was a I think one of the kids might have been a little faster but I'll let you have it if you want fair enough okay <laughs> um also due to our sponsor here tonight Lakeside Organic Glow in the She Shed which uh my wife Lisa Walton um is the owner of Lakeside Organic Glow and the reason that comes up today's podcast is when I played for the Ripley Wolves this is before you were a Ripley Wolf and she was getting her business started with Lakeside Organic Glow I was the uh, she had done a training course and then she needed to practice on someone how to do a spray tan um, I was 30 I, well, I don't know how old I was 34 ish maybe and um I uh, <clears throat> meet all these new guys on the Ripley Wolves that I do not know. I'm the old fat guy. Um, terrible body. I know that. But um, like I showed up to a Ripley Wolves game with a spray tan because I needed to be her guinea pig. Um, and that was years ago. And she's really perfected her spray tan now. So um, we've come up with the idea, I guess, before the next local podcast. Um the kids have decided that uh, Lisa's going to give me a spray tan to show everybody how, how good she is at it so I can be a real brand ambassador on the pod. Um, but today's sponsor is Lakeside Organic Glow. It's certified personal and beauty service specializing in sun tan, airbrush tanning, sun a smile, 
personal professional teeth whitening, complete body sugaring, which is hair removal, folks, and full set eyelash extensions. And I know Mirzi's got beautiful eyelashes. Lisa takes pride in exclusively carrying only the absolute best quality and product, meeting the all natural and organic ingredient standards with Sun of Tan, Sun of Smile, and Sugar and Co. She has been partnered with the boss babes of the She Shed Beauty Boutique in Kincardine to add to their full service day spa menu since 2018. To have a look at the services provided, visit their website at www.sheshedbooking.as.me. And um, folks, this is serious. For all of Lisa's services, that's teeth whitening. That is spray tanning and um, sugaring, folks. Guys, we are not going to do your undercarriage. That is not on the table, folks. Sorry about that. Um, and um, the eyelash extensions, if any of you you gentlemen are into that. Um, but, um, but seriously, if you're standing in front of Lisa, guys, if you tell your wives this, if they come for a spray tan and they're standing in front of Lisa naked and they yell, Wally 15. They're going to get 15% off a of spray tan, Mirzy, just like when I got that freebie when I was on the Wolves that made me look so good. Um, so if anybody tells their wives and they book with Lisa, for or any of you dudes that have been chewing and your teeth are all black and you need some whiter teeth or you're going on a hot date after COVID, you get 15% off, folks, with Wally 15. Just just tell Lisa Wally 15. <laughs> okay, Mirzy. That's all I had to say about the spray tan and the she shed and the she shed gals don't even know they're the sponsor tonight. Just Lisa does. And uh, I can offer 15% off her services. So there you, know you go, I, folks. I was, I was not there for this spray tan experience, but I've never heard a more retold story in my life in a dressing room than walking in there. First of all, you still do the same thing, just minus the spray tan walk around. And then uh, you go in there and then every first time you're like, what is that? And then you just, whatever, you just normal. Anyway, next thing you know, someone goes, man, you think this is bad. You should have seen him with the spray tan. <laughs> anyway, that story uh, go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get why it would be kind of weird, right? Like some, <laughs> some guy that really doesn't look like a hockey player shows up in Concordia, starts playing senior A for the Wolves, has a like just doesn't look like a real athlete, and then they show up with a spray tan. I just I could see how that would throw the guys for a loop, right? Yeah, I could see it. And then but to be fair, once you get on the ice, you do look like a hockey player because it's some things you're just like, wow, that was pretty cool. Well, I was I wasn't getting around the ice very well by the end there. Um, this, folks, most of these listeners on here, I guess, would uh, <clears throat> I was usually talk about I had to retire because of my knee and I was never allowed to play again. Well, folks, <laughs> when I moved back to Canada, I did decide to play more for the Ripley Wolves, um, and um, voluntarily. Um, when the doctors told me I was not allowed to anymore. And uh, that's what this is all from, which is what Mirzi's still doing, which brings us in to the next segment is where are you and what are you doing now? <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, you know, uh, like when everyone's done hockey is a 
there's a period there where I was just I was didn't really have any plan. I was at home, uh, not really doing much. Then uh, finally, first things got everything started. I decided I'd get engaged here to my beautiful wife. Now, well, now I'm married. Now it's been a year, almost two years now in a month. So that really, I was like, wow, well, that's a start. I better get a job, a real job. So I uh, started, there's a telephone company in King Carden and uh, I uh, applied. There's, there's no prerequisites requisites for that. So I was sure this sounds like a good gig. I knew a couple of guys that worked there. They're all good people. And I was, so I was there for a year and then decided uh, that I was, would I wanted to go back to school basically because I never went to college. So after a year of working there, I was like, you know what? I would like to have a college degree at the end of this of some sort. So I decided, no, I don't want to, I didn't want to go back to college. I do the apprenticeship where you go months at a time or whatever. So I applied as an electrician at the world's biggest nuclear power plant. Uh, that is half an hour from my hometown, which is very handy. So I applied there and, uh, now that's where I am. I'm an apprenticeship as an electrician. I remember you had to take, finish a couple courses, right? When you moved back before you could, uh, you could yeah. apply for yeah. that, right? Yeah. So I was, uh, as I, as I applied, I had to, obviously when you're playing junior hockey, you don't care what high school classes you take so you just say give me whatever will get me a diploma and apparently I should have paid a little more attention to that and I needed grade 10 physics no sorry grade 11 physics in order to be an electrician apprentice yeah no so I'm that all... was that I was a 26 year old in a, taking grade 11 physics well man no I, congratulations on it all working out because getting out of hockey no matter even though you got out a little younger than me man like it's still hard like all your buddies are still like for you they would have been five seven years into their careers like for me my buddies were like 15 years into their career so yeah it's all uh it's all weird getting out of hockey and i'm glad it worked out for you there getting in there so good work buddy yeah yeah, yeah it was took a little figuring it well and I had to decide if I was really done yet that was a couple months uh sitting on the couch yeah no it's uh it's an adjustment I yep there was a lot of days that were just Saturdays when we got back um when like Lisa was American she couldn't work in Canada um and I had yeah yeah two little kids and then I had no real work experience so shit gets real real quick when you get back um yeah for but sure, an, anyways um not to uh sound ridiculous on this because i've never had sponsors before but i actually do have a real sponsor that like i could get compensated for drinking beers with you tonight in my shed Mirzy. this is real okay so we have to actually say this because if i got compensated for drinking beers with you tonight in my shed that's livid buddy so here we go um it's the one i mentioned on the raven podcast the properly property valet uh this is and stay in blue.ca so stayinblue.ca is short-term and full-season options in the Blue Mountain Collingwood area, folks. So if you're going on a golf trip, whenever this 
freaking lockdown ends without being able to golf, which is ridiculous. And shout out to Ainsdale Golf Course and all the Kincard and all the other golf courses that are suffering because of this horse manure. Um, but uh, anyway, stay in blue. Um, if you do ever do get to go on a vacation and go golfing and uh, bachelor parties, whatever, if you go to their website, www.stayinblue.ca, and a minimum three night stay, you can put in the code Wally20 and you will get 20% off. And I'm not even joking. You'll actually get 20% off your stay. And if you own a place in the area, folks, they got a full service team that uh, takes care of everything for you, rents it out, the whole service, and that's propertyvalet.ca. And if you mention the pod, you'll get a free home systems assessment. So anyways, had to say that, Mirzy, because pretty cool that if somebody wants to go on vacation in Blue Mountain, Collingwood area, Wally could get, get paid for drinking beers in a shed, right? Yeah, you, you did a great job of showing that off. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> we could get paid for do, I could get paid for doing this and I'd buy you a beer if I if if we do okay I'll be waiting on that one just well, like the last so one. All, oh all you got to do just go to go to the website and put in Wally 20 and go take take the gal for a vacation and are you guys not expecting some exciting stuff in your life here uh yeah 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 uh we're about four months away from ex- some exciting stuff is that all you got to say? What, what is it? What's the exciting stuff? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're expecting our first uh, child in four months. Is that what you were expecting? That's what I was, I was getting, like, the listeners didn't know what you were talking about there, Mir, so you got to, you know, come on here. Okay, so sorry. Are, you, did, are you finding out what you're going to have? Uh, no, we are past that point now. I oh, think that dear. was, that was a month ago that she went for that one, and uh, we decided there's only one real surprise in life. That's what somebody told me. So we're going to do that. We did the same thing. I, I just was wondering if I was getting invited to like a big gender reveal in Ripley or something, you know, where you're going to shoot like a hockey puck and it's going to be like blue or pink or something. I didn't know. Okay. I don't, Fair I don't enough. shoot hard enough to blow up pucks, so it doesn't matter. No, you just run into goalies. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because uh, I was at work the other day and obviously – you know, Britsy, I already played with us and I work with them too. And we, somebody brought up uh, my first game in senior hockey. And uh, I remember it was like my third shift, I think, where I decided that the goalie was now a defenseman and just ran him from behind. <laughs> Mirzy, really watching you in senior A sometimes was the best entertainment. I was so happy I was playing just so I could watch some of the shit you would do because... <laughs> Like you'd get two handed by the goalie. You'd be getting just absolutely crushed trying to split the D for absolutely no reason. <laughs> you'd run oh, yeah. into the goalie and blow him up, and then you'd act like you didn't know what had happened. But then you were so much better than everybody. It was so ridiculous. I loved watching it. It was great it entertainment. Was, it, it was pretty fun to come back and do it, you know. It was, and it's funny, the, the two-hand by the goalie, he's now our goalie. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, and he's a, quite the dandy himself. <laughs> and congrats to him on the new business. Um, I hear he's got a new business there doing renovations, eh? Yeah, I was talking to him the other day, actually. He's uh, Gatlin Burt's Renovations, or, yeah, 
Yeah, Gavin well, that, that two-hander he gave you was, was pretty epic. It was it was like he was swinging for the fences. And, um, man, what a playoff series that was. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was just season. I, oh, whatever. I just – I can't believe I played those types of series again and got so into it again after all the talks I've had on this podcast and all the memories that have come back that I <laughs> that I did it again with you guys is just – kind of strange but <laughs> anyways yeah uh, next part of the show here is uh what's minor hockey like in ripley because uh this is you know this pod's a little closer to home like you know colby goes to school in ripley so what's minor hockey like in ripley and growing up in ripley like uh well, well and zoe obviously- sorry i don't i can't leave her out i was just meant mention hockey but zoe too <laughs> That, that's that's good that you got both kids, buddy. That's, uh, you know, Ripley Ripley Minor Hockey's never been big, right? Like we've only we're only a town of uh, we're growing. We might be up to a thousand people now. Like when I remember when I was going to school here in hockey, it was six hundred. But I think we might be hitting almost a thousand, maybe. We're getting we're getting a new subdivision, first ever subdivision in Ripley. Big news, and uh, it's it's awesome. Like you you go to the rink and you go to the school with the same kids and you just like, I still like my whole wedding party had like other five. No. Yeah. Five out of the six I played hockey with in Ripley growing up, went to school with them, same grade, everything all the way up. That was literally it. And uh, it's just, you now it's the same thing. I see these kids they I see them biking by there's three of them bike by my house. Next thing you know, I go to the rink to, do a skills session with them and they're just, they are again on the ice together. You know, it's just one of those things. You just small town hockey. I was only personally here till peewee. I left from peewee to play triple A. We don't have triple A or double A or any A's. We're double D or we might be D now. I think we dropped a level in Ripley itself. So for me to play triple A, I actually went to here on Perth uh, to the Laker organization and uh, in peewee. So didn't get as much of the minor hockey experience as I as a kid as some kids do but uh it is still a nice little hockey town yeah it is now actually amalgamated with Lucknow to call it the Huron Bruce that's right the blizzards um but yes couple things I wanted to mention while uh while we're on Ripley and growing up there is just because my kids are doing it is uh like I see my son with his buddies and interesting fact is like it's weird for him because he plays hockey in Concordon and a couple of his other buddies do too that go to Ripley. And then there's a couple of kids that play at Ripley. And like, um, it's, you know, it, it's too bad that they're not all on the same team, but um, it is what it is. I did the same thing as a kid. But the other thing was the Ripley Arena, man, got to talk about that place. Like growing up as a kid, if it's a snow day, Mirzi, what happens? at school do you not pay five bucks and you were skating all day yeah like uh i know when i yeah you're right when i when i was a kid if the roads are closed the school was closed in ripley but my dad he he didn't care the roads closed i'm like i want to go to the arena all right get in we're going in. He just down down the closed roads into Ripley. Hand me a five dollar bill and drop me off at ten a.m. I'll be back. I'm like, when? He goes, 
whenever you call me. So I'd go on the ice and well, I would have called a few buddies by then called their at that time it was called the home phone and then just tell them, yeah, I'm going to Ripley. And then I don't know. I didn't even care who showed up and I would spend probably the next six, seven hours on the ice in Ripley. And then at the end of the time, I hand the $5 my dad gave me the arena guy and say, see you next time. And it was probably one of the best things I ever did. Yeah, man, that arena is an awesome spot. I have some great memories already for only living here a few years. Um, the family shinny they got there. Um, and uh, yeah, the uh, I guess it's if the ice is not rented out, you just pay five bucks and you can just go out. Yeah, there, right? and that it's, was it's awesome it's that's awesome yeah. like it's there's not many rinks around ontario that actually like well actually let's not get the secret out let's not talk about it anymore okay um yeah. but you you also yeah. went you also went to the ripley school where my kids go right so that's yeah, it's, remember, all, it's all very relatable this this week's pod here mirzy yeah i remember that How's your internet doing there, bud? Um, anyways. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's not great, right? It's, you know, my fridge is out in the garage, so I have to sit out here. So I don't have the greatest internet, I'm sorry. So. Okay. So no, how, but, how, hey, what's that? You're talking about Ripley School and Ripley Arena. So the, one of the best things is when you're kids was it's literally across the road. So you go and you just see after school, the line of kids going across this road and the actual people across the road that own the property, their kids were, I got, they're all around my age. One's a year younger, one's a year older. And they didn't care. And they're just this train of kids after school, going across the road, going to the arena for their whatever practices for the night. Yeah. Oh, anyway, man, I just want to throw that in there when you are saying that. Yeah, no, it's a great setup, man. I really, I really like Ripley. I really like the community. I like the people there. I really enjoyed my time. Like, getting to know them with the wolves and now with my kids being there like it it is a great town um but um i guess that's another part of this is uh this week is support locals here and that's why we're having on all the locals so the fig studio kitchen in ripley um it's been in business for three years it is a husband and wife owned business with their focus on supporting ripley and the surrounding areas local farmers and growers they pride themselves in offering a variety of food that is made in-house with their own recipes that have been developed through the years they make all of their own dressings sauces desserts and take pride in offering a unique flavor experience COVID has definitely put a chink in their chain but they're putting a patio in place and look forward to seeing people in their restaurant sooner than later, hopefully. And uh, Mirzi, I'm just giving the restaurants all a shout out during locals week. And um, I could probably attend that new patio with you and Blair in the future. I think if I happen to pick up the kids a little bit too early from school. <laughs> yeah, they do a great job there. They, pat they had the patio last summer during the COVID stuff too. It's a good little spot. Well, okay. Um, next question, though, is so you did decide to go AAA and leave Ripley. What age was that? Because you got drafted 13th overall to Plymouth. So you had to have been seen by some people and been playing against some good competition at some point. So what age was that you decided to leave? Uh, 
I actually left Ripley in minor peewee to go to I didn't even know what AAA was. Like that was that's the crazy thing. Like it was all of a sudden I was like, my dad's like, hey, you want to go play some, my well, it was my mom and dad. You want to go play some hockey? And I was like, sure. Like yeah, I like hockey. And they're like, all right, we're going to these tryouts. I'm like, they're in the spring. I'm like, well, no, tryouts are never in the spring. Well, these ones are. Uh, I was like, okay. Uh, let's do this. So they went to the tryouts and then they're like, all right, we want to sign you. And I'm like, my parents are like, okay, they want to sign you. And I'm like, what, what does that mean? Like, like, can I still play in Ripley and then play for them? And they're like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I, I don't want to leave my friends. So it was a big decision when at the age, like, I think what's, what's 13, what's Peewee? 11? Uh, yeah, it would have been, or 10. I, 10 well, I left two years, I left two years before that and it was a hard decision, but yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It'd be harder then. So it was just like, Hey, by the way, like, yeah, I never, hey, hey, I know you're in Ripley at all. You're getting all handsy on me. Okay. You got to stop rubbing the table or whatever. You're getting all handsy on me. I can feel you rubbing around. Okay. Stop rubbing around on me. Well, you can feel that. Oh that yeah. Noise? Oh yeah. Stop it. You're getting all handsy on us here, folks. Um, um, sorry, Jenna, maybe he's all handsy. I don't know. I guess that's how you guys got the baby <laughs> coming. Eh? Um, okay. So seriously though, um, you got drafted 13th overall to Plymouth. So, um, who did you play for? Cause this is what's weird. So I Colby's it would, is a concurrent kid, <clears throat> but you played for Huron Perth. I think Colby would have, would he have to play for Gray Bruce because he signed up for Concordant hockey? Or how does that work? I don't even know. Somebody would have to tell us. I I don't know for sure, but I think you're right. <laughs> to be honest, I think the boundary, I think it's I think the boundary somewhere around Locknell. So you're in Concordant. I think Concordant's here on Gray Bruce. Locknell's Locknell and Ripley are here on Perth. But I think if you sign up for hockey in Concordant, you go north to Gray Bruce and Ripley goes south. Yeah, this sounds like because you know Jared. We played with Jared, right? Jared played a year with, and he's from Ripley. He played minor hockey in Ripley, and he played Gray Bruce Highlanders. But he had to go to here on Perth, here on Perth Lakers tryouts and get cut first before he could go there. And by the way, folks, Jared is one of those guys with just an interesting nickname, Cheese Pot. That's his nickname, folks. All the listeners yeah. out there, Jared is Cheese Pot. You know why you got that? Yeah, how does he get he that? Name? Always went, he always went. He always went cheese. Is that right? Yeah, way back in minor hockey. Huh. Wow, you guys are really kind to each other. I was more chirping my buddies than giving them nicknames like that. But you guys are nice <laughs> and Ripley, I guess. Eh? No, he was. Uh, yeah, he was pretty good. Okay, well, um, he is a good player. Yeah, great player. Great uh, teammate too. I really, yeah, no, I, I did enjoy my time there with the Wolves. So um, anyways, um, moving on, um, you go to Plymouth then, you get drafted 13th overall. So you're a pretty big, pretty, pretty, pretty big deal there. 13th overall. Um, so what's that like going to Plymouth there? Um, how's that? transition from leaving Ripley to I guess that's the US of A right yeah well yeah coming up to the draft I didn't really know what to expect uh really 
I didn't really know there was a draft until Major Bantam, and then they're like, you know, there's a draft next year, and I was like, oh, that's how I didn't know how it worked. I had no idea. Like, I didn't know there was AAA. I didn't know there was a draft. I didn't know nothing. So I, uh, I was like, okay, we're going to the states. This is gonna be good. And then uh, get there, and it's it's really it was it was good. Like it was a great experience. Like great billets. Like I met the billets in the summer before I went. I got to know them. They were awesome. Like I still see them. Maybe they come up here every once in a while and say hi to the family and everything. And uh, they're awesome. And then uh, the team was awesome. Like Mike Lucci was my coach, who was a legend in the league. He'd been there, for won championships. Great guy. Knew how to coach so he made the transition easy high school they had everything figured out because they knew all the kids were Canadian so they had they had the great transition prep uh, way to get players to transition down there and it actually when I got there when I was 16 my uh the OA that year was actually Joe Gaynor who was from Goddard right down the road he was the OA who I had actually skated with same kind of skates as uh we first met there he was doing those kind of skates with us so he made it even easier knowing him he was there and he helped me the first few weeks and said, Hey, yeah, don't do that. Do this. He showed me around a little bit. He drove me around a few times and said, yeah. So it was good. Yeah. That's, that's good. You have a local guy down there and uh, that they, they made it an easy transition. Cause I could see uh, a boy from Ripley uh, moving down there. If you don't have much support, you'd be a little lost. Cause I was like, for me, even being from Elmira, which Elmira is a completely different town now when I go home. But like when I first went on a recruiting trip to Boston and Ryan Dudgeon um, was the guy, one of the guys showing me around Boston, I was like, there's, there's way too much going on around here. Like from being from Elmira, it was just like, there's way too much going on. It just like a fish out of water, but it's good. You had people there helping you and everything. So you uh, did pretty well there, uh, but when does under 17 happen? Because you make Team Ontario out of Ripley, Ontario. So is are you playing for Plymouth or are you playing for, like, AAA then? What, the under 17? Yeah. The under 17 is in December. So it's in the middle of the season. Of what? You were, like, rookie year of the OHL? Correct. Yeah. So we, if they do the first half of the year, they pick the team in like uh, November and then you go to the under 17s in the fall. Cause it's, Ontario was a team. I think that they have a little different now. If I'm not mistaken, they actually take the play. Dude, your teams, your internet's so getting the under worse. They take the whole Ontario or whole. Well, sorry, man. I'm pretty sure now they take the whole of Ontario or whole of Canada and split them into teams. But back when, I was 17 or 16. They would take the province by province and uh, make uh, your teams. Yeah, no, I, I, that was like the first time I was ever around like the best players was when I got invited to like the final camp of under 17 out of the OMHA group, right? Is that yeah. how you would have gone through a similar thing, right? But yeah. yeah, we did the under 17 or the U16 Alliance program and then the under 17. And then I think the under 17 is actually just, they just pick it. I don't really know how it works, but yeah, we went, we lost in the, we lost in the gold medal game to the Americans. It's all Canada. And then they invite the Americans. So those guys below us. 
Well, they're getting a lot better at hockey. I tell you, like their yeah. their minor hockey is pretty wild. When you, especially when I talk to my buddies that are down there. Yeah, we uh, we had a good team, but uh, just uh, didn't work out in the gold medal game. You know, I ended up in the box in the second period and just threw the whole game for a loop. <laughs> Goalie interference. No, I think it was a uh, yeah, the sum penalty. <laughs> might have been it might have been a trip you uh you 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 do get wound um you do get wound Mirzy. you you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's, that's been an issue for a few years i some of my favorite practices with the ripley wolves <laughs> would be when you would go down to like a two-on-one and like miss the net or mess up and <laughs> break your stick <laughs> And I, I, I would just die laughing that you were so into practice that you were breaking your stick in senior A. Yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd really like a lot of those sticks back right now. This, this, I had, the summer stock's taking a hit in the last couple seasons. It doesn't get, it doesn't quite get restocked like it used to. Oh, and that stuff runs out, buddy. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That stuff runs out. Uh, I still got sticks, but uh, the rest of the stuff's pretty aged at this point. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was funny. Sorry, I, said, I just needed a good laugh tonight, Beardsy. Thank you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. But, I didn't find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you didn't find it funny, but that's why you were so angry, right? That's, that's <laughs> It was a big practice, right? It was a big practice. Can't believe oh, you stopped yeah. it. Can't believe you stopped it. It was brutal. Okay. But that arena was really cold on whatever nights we would practice. And I'd get out there and I'd be like, geez, it's cold out here. And then you'd be that into it. It would be interesting times. But here we go. Um, By the way, the one thing I would say, though, is you're one of the guys that I would say loves hockey as much as anybody else I know. Like, you would be like a kid when you'd get to the rink. You'd be so happy to be there. And it was it was kind of infectious. You had bad chirps. They weren't good. You'd always try and <laughs> chirp me just because I was old and fat. But, like, you know what? You can't chirp a guy that already knows that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I just – I've always loved it. So, you know, I was – and it was different when you play senior hockey because I have a job all day. And then we're only on practice once a week and we only play twice a weekend. So when you do get to go, you really got to enjoy it. So I, I enjoyed it as much as I could. And I've never been good at chirping. I'll give you that. I, I always try, but it never really works. No, you don't excel at it, but you do participate, which that's all that matters. You know, do your best, forget the rest. Um, okay. But you actually, while playing for the Plymouth Whalers, um, you don't just make Ontario, you then make Canada. And I believe the Jersey is hung in the arena that my son plays hockey in all the time. So um, you made team Canada. That's uh, pretty gnarly as they would say. Yeah. Uh, coming out of my first year in Plymouth, uh Got the invite over to out to Calgary for the under the Ivan Alinka at the time. I think it's the Alinka Gretzky now, the under 18 in the summer. And uh, yeah, I got invited out to Calgary and it was, I 
think a week week camp and and then uh, yeah I ended up making the team and we ended up winning uh, the gold medal game we actually won one nothing in the gold medal game and the goal, the only goal we scored was uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and it was a wrister from the blue line. You won one nothing. Who'd you beat? Uh, the Americans, and it felt even better because that's who beat us in the under seventeen finals. So who's on? Who's on the Americans that age group? The old. I see. I don't really remember the Americans. I remember the whole Canadian team. The Americans that I can only remember because it was the summer one, right? So the summer one doesn't have the United States Development Program team in it. That's the spring one. That's why they always win the spring one. And the Canadians usually take the Ivan Alenka one because they don't bring the same team. I don't know if this, that's what it was then anyway. I can't believe so you know anyone, all that stuff. I wouldn't know that living in Elmira, but you knew that living in Ripley. That's interesting. Well, that I only, well, like you just said, I like hockey. So I was a big, I'm still a fan. Like I pay attention to everything, but uh, I think the only, it was anyone that played junior. So it was, I think the only one I remember is Tyler Biggs. I think maybe Grimaldi. Rocco. Yeah, Rocco, I think. No, he's a year older, actually. That's not him. See, that's what I mean. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, Ambrose. Seth, Seth Ambrose was a big deal back then. He was this big 16-year-old kid. He was huge. But, uh, no, I don't really remember much of the American team. Uh, I just remember it was so foggy because it was over in Czech Republic. It was so foggy for the final. We couldn't even – we had to – it was like one of those ones where you skate around trying to get the fog cleared. And then Nude scored from the blue line. It was fantastic. So the goalie just couldn't see it, the twisted wrister from I, the blue I line. I don't even know, but he just, yeah, it was like this little shot. <laughs> That's quite the experience, though, for a boy from Ripley to have that experience, to go over to the Czech Republic and win a gold medal with Team Canada. That must have been a time, eh? Yeah, it was. It was uh, It was amazing. Like, like, uh, like I said, like my dad came over. He came and watched all the games. Uh, he, well, he's from, he was born over in Europe actually so he, he wanted to go back to Europe for a bit he did a little traveling before the tournament and then uh yeah so like that's why yeah so then I got home and the jersey from the tournament went over to the arena and we had like this thing at uh Christmas when I was home from the season and brought my medal and dropped the puck at a Wolves game actually dropped the puck and Boom. Uh, mic drop yep yeah, uh, and uh signed a few autographs for the kids and yeah, it was a good time. Um, so when does uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous to say, but when does Garrett Muir's Day happen in Ripley? Is there not a day for Garrett Muir's? Is it a annual? Is it like do you have two birthdays or was it just once? It was it was just once, buddy. Really, I thought it was annual. I would celebrate that with you every year. I actually kind of want to. Like we could have an anniversary and we could get together for beers that night. Like when was it? Uh, it was, oh, I don't know. It was over Christmas holidays. So December and December, January busy time. Um, but we could try if January would be better, you know, I could never make the wolves games in December. Those were tough games to make. <laughs> yeah, I know we could just do it sometime though. Okay. Well, anyways, um, that's pretty cool that they did that. So what actually happens at, like at that day, like that did happen though, right? Like they had a day. Yep. What what year so does that I, uh, happen? When do they decide to do that in your career? What the wolf the rip they did it after the gold medal. They decided. Oh, is that, that when they did it? 
But so the gold medal ends in August, and then I came home and I actually had the NHL development camp. So we did try a bunch of new rules. Like uh, I don't even I don't even think any of the rules came. So it was like this two day camp in Toronto where we tried to new rules. That was immediately following that, and then I got home for maybe two weeks, and then it was down to Plymouth for the start of the next season. So the the Mears did was uh, over the Christmas holidays. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. That happened for you, buddy. And you deserve it. Um, it's pretty cool that you did all that from Ripley. I tell my kids about what you did, just so you know. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Well, you're also an instructor at Wally Skills Day. So, um, you know, it's just uh, people helping people. Okay. Um, you got drafted to Colorado. So you were doing pretty good in Plymouth then, eh? So you went, uh, I said, fifth round. So what year of Plymouth does that happen, that you're getting drafted? So, and like, Actually, no, I had another question before I go there. My question was, like, because I remember the day I got a scholarship to Western Michigan. I remember the day they called me. Do you remember the day that you found out you made Team Canada? Like, how did they tell you that you made Team Canada? Like the under-18? Yeah. Why? How so, many times did you make Team Canada? I thought that was only well, once. I thought I didn't know we were talking about Team Ontario. So t- Team Canada, uh, we so we had the camp. It was a week long camp, and we had a roommate. And they were actually calling the roommates down to say you didn't make the team. And then they called mine down. And the next thing you know, I was looking at. We were watching out the window who was leaving. So you knew you weren't leaving because you hadn't been called and you could watch them leave. That's a tough bounce when they get that call. So after like it got through, it was like they set a time and then it turned out it was like after a while, we started looking out the door in the hallway and other guys were and finally we all started looking together who was left and like who's still here, who's still here. And then we're like, okay, well, this is the team. So it was pretty amazing then. So you don't have your phone or your laptop or anything. So then as soon as it's all done, they give you your phone back and you get to call your parents. You had phones back then? Yeah, I had a cell phone. It didn't really. Oh, you're you know, way little... you're way younger than me, dude. When I was yeah, going well, to that stuff, there weren't no cell phones. It was one of those flip phones, you know. You know I keep forgetting how much older I am than you because we're buddies now. But that's part of why I enjoyed playing on the Wolves so much is I have buddies that are way younger than me too now. I met a whole different generation of dudes. And, um, yeah, you're way younger than me. I keep forgetting that. Um, anyways, so you won it. Um, so you said Nuge was on the team. Any other standouts on that team, or who's the coach? Or is there anybody in particular you remember from that team? Uh, I remember the whole team. A lot of them were in the like I got the well. So I'm in my garage, and that's where I keep all the stuff. I got the whole team on the wall. I can name the whole team to you. Oh, it's there, uh, right there. I got you. Yeah, but uh, you want the funniest one is uh, I remember Jonathan Huberdo was on the team. He was actually the 13th forward on the team. What's your role on the team? I was fourth line grinder. Really? Yeah, kind of like what I am today. But Yeah, uh, right. Um, I said you were the leading scorer last time you were playing there when you were wheeling around there. But go ahead. Jonathan Huberdo. Yeah. But uh, it was funny. Yeah, he was the 13th forward, and uh, next 
at the start and then he was mixing in with the fourth line and we were all kind of just he was it was like a four line or, or four player fourth line and then nothing really of him and then next thing you know he's third overall and just now he's just unbelievable it is strange how it happens for some people man i was with some people I wouldn't have guessed it would work out for, and it did. And then there's guys that you're like, I can't believe it didn't work out for him because he's so good. And it's just all very confusing some, sometimes. But anyways, next question. I got to figure out what that next question is. Is uh, While you're in Plymouth, um, a neighbor socially distanced today and um, had a warm-up beer with me um that's pre-game warm-ups on a friday is um he said in plymouth you played with tom wilson and tyler sagan is that right yeah my first year in plymouth was tyler sagan's draft year so that was he went second overall obviously and yeah it was awesome. like great to watch him fucking fly around the ice there did you ever get any time with him? Because you can skate pretty quick too. Yeah, a little bit at the start of the year. And then once it got a little bit into the second half, we were trying to make a playoff push. They tried to, they made a trade and they picked up some wingers to play with them. Some old boys. So I kind of got bumped down a little bit, but uh, I played with him for a bit. And then, uh, yeah, but then he, uh, we didn't really, we finished that year. That was my first year. We didn't really have the greatest team. He led us basically to where we were. And, uh, but yeah, it was good. And then Tom Wilson was, he's a year younger than me. So he came in the next year as a 16 year old. And the first thing that I remember about Tom Wilson is he came along the boards and absolutely demolished a 21 year old with the biggest hit I've ever seen. And he had a 10 game suspension as a 16 year old for just destroying this guy. And, uh, Next thing you know, he's drafted in the first round. Like, he was never a goal scorer. He was just – he played the game exactly how he plays it now. Just kills penalties, does does everything. Like, he scored probably the same amount he did in junior as he does now. Like, under 20 uh, goals. Half, goals. A, half a point a game. <clears throat> yeah, half a point a game, but plays hard, kills but penalties. But cha- he changes the game, does he not? Does he not scare – the absolute shit out of the other team, or at least he does now, I think. And the, the way the game's changed, I don't think it was like that back when he was getting going. I think the way it is now, I think in the NHL, he actually changes the game. I think he'll change playoff series when it's starting here. Well, he, yeah. And he's the same size he was now at 16. Like, it's just, it was just, he crazy. How built the, he was built to play where he is. Like, he's built for his role. But, uh, and he was a great guy, and yeah, it's good to see when he won that cup. It was good. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, okay, now you're getting done with Plymouth. You're drafted by Colorado. So you sign your entry-level deal. And um, I guess, like, you're you're getting into, like, the main camp here then. You're going, you're going for it here now, right? Uh, yeah, well, so, so what type of players are in that main camp is like, who's still playing? Who's playing for Colorado back then when you go to main camp? Well, my first main camp, I was 18. Like, so it was two years before I signed, obviously, because I did, I had two years. I got drafted when I was 18, signed after my last year, junior. 
So I went to two camps. My first year after signing uh, was McKinnon's first year. And, uh, yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, like, Landeskog was there and uh, Tyson Berry. So a lot there of the – okay. You're yeah, strong. Tyson Berry's gone now, I guess. But it was Landeskog, McKinnon. Um, i trying to think of it. Like, I think – no, Hayduke wasn't there then. Hayduke was there when I was there before. So when I was 18, I got a preseason game in Dallas. Like, right after my draft, I had a great camp. Like, I, I don't even know what I did before that camp because everything was just going in the net. Everything I touched was in the net. I was like, what is this? this is sweet. I had a great camp. And uh, so they gave me a preseason game. It, it didn't go very well. Preseason. <laughs> I was a little out of my league there because uh, I remember the <coughs> first thing I – well, I only remember two plays from the whole game or three plays from the whole game. One, I uh, I forgot that it was touch icing because Junior doesn't have didn't have touch icing at the time, so I'm chasing down a puck and just stopped like literally f- way ahead of the D man, and, and stopped. I stopped, and I was like, "Oh, you guys play different rules." Like I just because I was so nervous. I just remember they're like, "You're in a preseason game." I'm like, "Ah, uh, usually every other player is already sent home." That's not like that isn't on it. Like every junior player is already gone, and they're like, oh, yeah, "Yeah, you get one game. You don't even you get, get to. Some... You don't even get to play with the real players. You don't even get to skate with the real players when you're just a draft pick, usually." I know, and I was like, "Wow, okay, this is sweet." So I just whatever. But then I was like, way out of my league on that first preseason game. It was that was one, and then next thing you know, I'm behind our own net somehow. Get absolutely ran over by Steve Ott. Cuts me open. I'm like, what? Just what just hit me? It felt like I got hit by a truck because he came barreling in from somewhere. And then what was the third thing? Oh, and then the next one, Sheldon Surrey gets a one T at the point. And I remember I went out and I said, nah, I'm good. I'll just go to the boards now. You didn't block it. (laughs) No. You took the option as a young buck. You took. I know. And I regret it. I regret it after, after like I got to the bench. I was like, damn, I should have been doing something about that. Yeah. But then, uh, um, but, I got a question. I, I got a question. Do you think, because you're playing in that game for a reason, and I've seen you play, and you are as talented and as fast as anybody I've played with. Like, do you think it was like mentally you, when you were getting into that game, you just you told yourself you weren't ready. Like, cause I was from a small town and I grew up like in the small town. And like, when I got around the big boys, I kind of mentally was like, I'm not ready for this where the the city boys were like, they, they didn't lack confidence as like Stan Butler said on the one episode um, when he was on was like, the, the, the guys from Toronto don't lack confidence, but guys from like the smaller towns, the OMHA and the, well, especially Ripley, Elmira, like you don't have the same confidence when you get around like the big boys. Was, was it like that for you or no? Is that not what it was? Yeah, it would probably, be, I, yeah, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, it's probably not a bad way to look at it. Like, I don't know. I, I, the camp, like I said, the camp went really well, and I I knew I did well, but I, at the same time, I was like, 
I like I I didn't expect yeah, to stay there. And you didn't feel like you actually like belonged, and like you didn't feel like why why are they asking me to play this game? Like I right? Yeah, no, that's true. I never really thought of it, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I was like, yeah, I should have. After seeing my camp, I should have been ready to go to that game. And be like, hey, do the same things I did in the camp, but but in my head, I was like, no, nah, like like I said, like shelter. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like like I you can take that shot, break somebody else's leg. Right. But then that's like, like, that's a big opportunity. And like, if you just eat that sucker, if you take Sheldon Surrey's <laughs> puck, like wherever it wants to take you, if you do that, it, it does change careers, right? Like doing that stuff. Like, I don't know, but anyways, I know I, for sure what you say is I never really thought of it. Like you just said, like there was no, confident that goes probably a long way to it all oh dude I, so i it, it just brought me back to when i went to brampton um i was the last overall pick like eighth round or whatever like of the start of the bantam draft or something so i just like i never really thought i was gonna make the team because like i wasn't one of the high picks and then i went there and had like a great camp uh in a summer camp and then i go there at the start of the year and like the billets are like well, they told me you've made the team. Like, you're not even trying out. Like, you're on the team. Like, you've made it. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even plan on staying here. Like, I thought I was coming here to get cut. Like, I was just coming here for fun. Um, and I'd go back to Junior B. And then they're telling me, like, I've already made the team. And then for some reason, that, like, mental thing for me was, like, I don't – I don't – I, it was weird. Like I didn't feel like, cause I was from the small town and I hadn't been around the big guys. And then all of a sudden I'm around like Rafi Torres and Stan Butler's the coach. I'm in the OHL and I'm like, this is so weird. I, I just, I, I, is it, was it like that or no? Yeah. That, that's not far off. Like it's just, you're just in all of a sudden you're like, man, what is going on? And it just catches you all by surprise. Like, well, and, and instead of like worrying about your game, and this is like when I went to the AHL, same thing. When you're, you're not worried about like playing your game and what you got you there and how you play, you're like, holy shit, I've seen that guy on TV. Like, I know that guy. Holy shit, I've seen him before. Oh my God, look yeah. at him. And instead of being like, where's the puck? Like, where are we going? What are we doing, right? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, like, yeah, my camp was really good. And then uh, kind of just shut my brain off and that game hit. But I knew at the time, too, that I had lots more time. Like, that was obviously my first camp. But it was like, I was, they didn't expect anything from me. Like we said, like, they didn't really know what to expect. So I gave them a show as best I could. And that was probably my best camp in the five years that I was there. Those camps are huge, though. Eh? It's crazy how big the camp is. I remember that when I would go there and everybody was getting so teed up, like just for the camp, because however you showed up at camp was like whether or not you're going to make it or not back then. Right. Yeah, like, they, it was like that for me. Yeah, they were a big deal. All the fitness stuff and they want you to be like in shape i remember the one guy he was out of shape and they were just like yep see i think i think they sent him home two days later like, yeah you can't even do the fitness test you've gone yeah no it's uh yeah it's a bloodbath out there okay so then uh after the camp then you go um to your first year strictly in the ahl for the lake erie monsters right 
Yep. It's basically they're. I think they're the Cleveland Monsters now. I think they're uh, with Columbus at the time as as of now. But see, I never really understood why they're Lake Erie. They were we were we played in Cleveland. I didn't really get that, but whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, the, the that city is fantastic. They do uh, a really good. Like we played in the queue, like uh, the Quick and Loans Arena, where the Cavaliers played. The Clavaliers? Like Cavaliers, <laughs> sorry. It's cool. So you pull up, and it's exactly the same parking. You pull up, to, there's a security guard, and you tell them who you are, and they let you down, and you park underneath the arena, like like literally an arena, and you, whatever, you're up the elevator to your dress, or no, no, no elevator to get to the dress room, but then dressing room down right by the Cavs room, and it's just, they have a great setup there. It's uh, one of the, I've, Went to a lot of HL cities, and that was probably the best one that I've seen. Wow, that's pretty personally. cool. So, um, so, what role are you playing that year? Because you played the full year. So, what role did you get on the team? Uh, I was more – I was a fourth line could hop onto the third third line kind of guy because I, I was never much of a penalty killer. That always hindered my uh, career. Personally, I think I, – well, I know now that I've played pro for so long. Even in junior, I never penalty killed. It's one thing I wish I learned in junior. I don't really know what I – I don't know, understand how – actually, I can go all the way back to minor hockey that I did not penalty kill. Do you realize that you said Sheldon Surrey was going to take a shot and you skated to the boards? <laughs> do you remember that part of the okay. show? Do you remember? That was yes, part of this I, show. That was the same show. So if you're wondering what happened, um, it was <laughs> that you were – not taking it right okay yes that was yeah okay that makes a good point but i never did it all along for a long time so i think that hindered me my whole career i got out um, of the way of a bunch uh, i got out of the way of a bunch of shots don't don't <laughs> don't feel bad i got out of the like sheldon surrey no thank you there were some shots <laughs> i played against that i was like I'm going to be just out of the way of this one. That sucks. <laughs> if it's the regular season, that puppy can just miss me. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, I was like a fourth line and then I, I jump up to the third line every once in a while. And that was basically my role for the year. Didn't really go too far with it. Other than that, um, wasn't great. Wasn't a great season. So Wow, the AHL and the East Coast, dude, it's really not very fun. And when I looked at your career today and I saw, like, where you'd played, I was like, geez, I can see why, like, he was so excited to come play for the Wolves and, like, be part of that. <laughs> be part of an actual team again. Like, you were never part of a team, man. Like, the Coast is more of a team than the AHL. There's no doubt about that, right? Uh. I would, I would say that like my first year I spent in the AHL the whole year when I personally believe like afterwards too, is the same kind of thing. Like I couldn't penalty kill. I knew that. So that was an issue I had. I never, never could figure it out. Is this a and mental then, uh, block or what's wrong? You, you penalty kill I, all the I don't time. know. I just, I just never got the chance to do it. Like, I don't really know what I was doing wrong. You're fast. I don't, you don't know, buddy. You don't get tired. You're not yeah, making sense. Okay, go ahead. But it must be the not blocking shots, sir. But 
Yeah, but I, I do enjoy blocking a good shot every once in a while, too, so I don't really know what it was. I only, the only block a shot I ever said I didn't block was Sheldon Surrey. Like, what do you blame me there? Like, I don't know. I was 18. What do you blame me, dude? No, I agree. I would have been scared shitless. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and that was after Steve Ott knocked my head off. So, what do you want? But so no, far. I totally agree. Like, I, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying. you. <laughs> Go ahead. No, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I personally believe that my first year in the NHL would have, like, like they do now with a lot of the later round picks, they go to the East coast and spend a year. If you're not a first line player in the A at the time, they send you down to the coast for that first year. You, you keep your, you play number one minutes and you work on everything that way. But at the time, Colorado didn't have an East coast hockey league team. So they, we had a few of us that were just rotating in on that fourth line. I played most of the games, but a lot of the guys didn't. And, uh, I think my first year, I wish I, at the top, now that I had gone down to there and learned how to play that first line minutes at pro hockey, but that's how it went, you know? Well, it's, it is crazy how it all goes for people and like the different situations you get put in, whether or not you have confidence. Like if you go to an East Coast team and you're playing first line, playing first penalty kill power play, like ripping around like you can, kind of like you do for the Wolves, like, it cha- you you have confidence. Then you go to the camp the next year, like a different player, and like it is weird because like every time I went to the HL, I was on the fourth line with the fighter, and I would get like two shifts a game, and it was like, what am I doing here? Like, so when I get my second shift of this game, should I go out and fight somebody, or like what am I supposed to do? Right? Yeah, see, I felt the same way. It was it was hard. To, it's hard to play at some points in those games. Like I played. I think it was what it was over 60, 62 or something. I played most of the games, but when you're only playing under 10 minutes a night, it's hard for those two shifts a period to even get your legs moving. You're just like, you get up and the next thing, and you are, you guys are up and you're like, I can't, even, I have, I've been sitting here for 10 minutes. I can't even feel my legs. Like, I don't know. Like, all right. And you try and you go there for 30 seconds and you try not to get sword off for 30 seconds. So you, you really oh. don't have much to go for it, but. Well, and then, the and then to- when you're a skill guy, like, like I like like we are like when you're handling the puck and playing a normal shift and like you're out there and you're feeling it and like you're handling the puck you're in the play and then all of a sudden that's what your whole career has been in Ripley AAA everywhere like same with me you're always the guy and then you get to these leagues and then all of a sudden they're like play four shifts tonight and you're like well how do i do that like i don't even know how to stick handle when i get out there because i've literally been sitting on the bench for like and there's like there's certain guys that like grew up knowing how to do that like they could sit on the bench and then go out and fight and like those were the guys i was playing with (laughs) they knew how to do that i didn't know how to do that but that sounds like you had similar situations yeah it was uh it was definitely different Definitely different once it came, got to that point. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, the second year you you uh, do then go to the coast. You don't play for the Daytona Beach Bombers, the pod, one of the, pod, <laughs> one of the pod's favorite teams, which I don't think they exist anymore, but you're, they with, do not. The, you're with the Fort. Oh, you're, yeah, you're a hockey nerd. You know all this stuff, right? So the Fort Wayne Comets, do they exist? Yeah, they're never going anywhere, buddy. Really? And you played there 
and for the Cleveland Lake Erie Monsters, right? Or- yeah, I was uh, I got twenty games with them. I think my second year, but it was mostly same kind of thing. It wasn't very Fourth much. Fourth line then- fighter, you were grinding it out fighting. There was there was no fights for me. I had uh, how many pro fights did I have? I think I only had two. Stop it. I saw one season you had 174 penalty minutes, and I was trying to think, is that no, is that straight goaltender interference penalties? <laughs> it was not 174. My highest was 110. Well, whatever it was, I was like, how does he get so many penalty minutes? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> what, what were you doing? If you're not fighting, what were you doing? Uh, you know, just playing. Not really. <laughs> no, uh, my second year. You do some dirty year. shit, though, eh? <laughs> my second year was, yeah, I went to Fort Wayne after, I think I got 10 games at the start of the year, and then I got called up halfway through and got another 10. But uh, I, uh, it was it was nice to go down there, to be honest, because uh, the way they were in Lake Erie, like I said, third and fourth line, it was nice. I was scoring goals. Like, I think I... It was almost a goal game down in uh, Fort Wayne. It just uh, really felt good again to score some goals and uh, play more of a role on a team. And Fort Wayne is actually an unbelievable hockey city. It's crazy. Like, so this is part of the old IHL. No, yeah, IHL, then the CHL. Like, I don't know. They've just always been a hockey town. Numbers retired everywhere. It's just, just a crazy little town. Love their four wing comments. So it was it was fun and uh it was just nice to uh to score and yeah, be one of the guys again. I I totally understand. When I went to Syracuse and I was changing in a shower to get ready for practice and I felt like so far from part of the team it was ridiculous. <clears throat> and then you, sorry for burping the mic, folks. Um, but then you go down to the coast and you're like on the first line and you like get to do everything and they're they're teaching you and they're helping you and like i i really enjoyed that part of it in the coast but man it's a different life and it's slumming in some places but anyways um moving on right i think we're going to uh my next question is in your third year, so I guess this is like near the end of the end of your uh, entry level. Is uh, you you played some games for San Antonio? Is that still Colorado? Yeah. So my third year, they actually moved affiliates. Columbus took over Cleveland, which makes a lot more sense for everybody. Geographic- yeah, geographically, actually, Colorado's now moved theirs to Colorado to. Uh, they, they took over the Eagles, which was a coast team, and they moved it to – they took that one over as their HL team. Hey, you're getting handsy on me again. You're getting handsy Sorry. on me again. What are you doing? Sorry, when I think, I, I, I move. I'm thinking. Yeah, no. Um, keep, keep your hands to yourself, Garrett. <laughs> anyway, yeah, my third year was uh, they moved their affiliate down to Colorado – or San Antonio – so that Columbus could have Cleveland and, you know, how that all works. And uh, actually, Miko Rantanen came in that year. And let me tell you, that guy is absolute beast. Like, it was – when he – he spent the whole first year there, 
and I barely played any games, but that guy was massive and did everything exactly how you should play hockey. And uh, yeah, I didn't play there much. So I think I, I wasn't like five games. What was it? Like if you read it today, it was, I have no, I, very- my, my research team was like really, really busy. So, um, Oh, I, your hands were busy doing something else today. No, no, no. I'm not handsy like you, Garrett. You're the one getting handsy today. So oh, anyways, no, well- Go ahead. Um, so you're still, but you're in the coast then still with the Fort Wayne Comets. So you, you were there, you spent some time in Fort Wayne, eh? Like you, did you like that town? Is it's a good one then? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like I would say it's one, it's probably one or two top three coast cities that you can play for between there and Toledo and uh are you have you been eating edibles or uh, what's going on in ripley tonight like did you just say toledo and fort wayne oh, are the best east coast teams have you i was gonna say have you been florida, to the lonnie kai in the florida everblades i was florida was my third choice have you been have you been to idaho and played the steel i actually i know it's probably up there i sorry i did forget about Idaho. oh i don't know who's in the league anymore but these are just some of the teams i remember the las vegas wranglers were a team they're gone now buddy well there there were the san diego gulls (laughs) they're an hl team now i never played there okay well either way um Toledo I know, to, I know Toledo has a new rink, but the rink I played in and the Toledo I played against was literally the most ridiculous place in minor hockey. It was no Toledo's Toledo's. I've heard a lot of good things about that place and playing there. They, that place is packed every single night. And that's a big deal. Playing in front of fans is a big deal. And you know what? That brings a memory to me. Um, playing in front of fans is the first time I ever played a game for the Ripley Wolves, I went, <laughs> I, no, I'm not joking. I went out there, we skate around and then they're like, okay, you're playing with Britsy and Cato and you guys are starting the game and we go stand on the blue line and like, we're standing there and they actually play Oh Canada. And I look over and there's literally like four people in the crowd, like four. And I was like, why are they playing Oh Canada if nobody's here? Like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> but then by the end of it, like by like from that was the first time I ever went out and we were, they were not good um, to where we were by the end of my time with the wolves. Um, and we were in packed houses. There was lineups to get into the arena People were hanging from the rafters like I'm back in Junior B playing for the Sugar Kings. It was awesome, man. I loved every second of it until I went septic. <laughs> you know? Yeah, playing for that's why like Fort Wayne, like they packed that barn every night. It was it was it was a great place to play. Like they treated us, they had a lot a lot of fans, a lot of following. They were they were good to everybody. What size is the rink? Oh, I don't know. Like, it was it was between them and Toledo. Every it was like six thousand. Really, that many people, eh? Yeah, it was between them and Toledo for a top one two every year for uh, fans. Okay, well, 
getting over that arena then, we're going to move on to the Wheeling Nailers. Um, you just I, went from the wor- best arena to the worst. Well, I don't know if it's the worst. I've played there. It's very interesting. It's an interesting arena. It is very, like, slapshotish, which I kind of like. Like, I don't like the new arenas. I don't like the big fancy arenas where like sometimes there's fans sometimes there's not like that place had character man that arena's nuts right yeah it was uh it you're you're kind of right like it wasn't too big for the town right so we only i think it averaged three thousand, but it probably couldn't hold much more than that and or no it held three thousand, but only got like 15 to 2 and uh but they're the same way their following was huge like they, they love their fights. Like, you've heard Biz Nasty talk about the place. Like, the guy was a legend in wheeling. And I can confirm that. The trainer was still – or not the trainer. The equipment manager was still there from Biz Nasty's time. And the stories are real. That Biz Nasty I, uh, I played against him in the coast. He was in wheeling. When I, when I was in Daytona Beach, he was in wheeling. And it he was entertaining, man. It was just it, – it wasn't like watching you play for the Wolves – it was like this guy was like in warm-ups, like like trying to our we had a superstar French guy, and like Biz Nasty was like trying to fight him during warm-ups, and he would get our fighter up at the red line, and he would like all the fans would be so into the game because Biz was starting to fight with like our six nine guy, our French superstar. And then all of a sudden, like, the game had an edge, and it was like we were playing a real game again. And, like, he had that way about him in warm-ups for no reason of doing it. And I was like, this is hilarious. Like, I thought it was great. And this was just watching a warm-up, watching this guy trying to fight these guys. But, yeah, it, yeah, he is. he was something else in the coast, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, Wheeling was good. It was, uh, yeah, they- there's some interesting – they were one of the more unorganized teams they ever played for as well. Like, uh, they had a lot of issues. Like, I remember the one time we didn't have a bus. We had a road trip. And somebody said, all right, we all showed up at the arena, and we waited, and we waited. And somebody goes, where's the bus? And the coach went and called somebody and was like, we don't have a bus. Everyone hold tight. And we're like, what? He goes, one sec. <laughs> we're working on a bus next thing you know we're in this guy it's, it's this fan he's got a he turned a tractor trailer into a party bus that you go to like a like a bachelor trip on and we're on that going to brampton for the fucking weekend Oop, f-bombs that, f-bombs hey geez sorry geez, aggressive sorry. Aggr- hey earmuffs folks earmuffs <laughs> um sorry bud. but just so you know folks since he just swore i just you know, this has no reason to segue into this at all, but um, we got to remind everybody we actually have sponsors today is that Wally 20 is going to get you a 20% off a three-night stay, minimum three-night stay, in the Blue Mountain Collingwood area. And uh, that's at stayinblue.ca. And um, support the Fig Studio and... The biggest news is folks that chew, that uh, have chewed their whole life and, uh, or they just want to clean up the teeth for the wife and have a nice smile um, or get a heavy spray tan or, you know what, sugaring folks, 
get the hair off your body. Um, it's gotta happen, um, for your significant other or, but you know what, gentlemen, we're not going to the undercarriage, but, uh, Lisa does do sugaring too. Um, and the she shed does all sorts of stuff, folks, and they are the sponsor today. So just remember when you're getting your teeth whitened, spray tanned or anything, it is 15% off. It is code Wally 15. So if you're standing in front of Lisa naked, just say Wally 15. And guess what folks, that heavy spray 15% off and, um, Pretty exciting news on the pod, guys. Um, if anybody wants a heavy spray, but uh, I think uh, maybe if anybody in the area has a wife, maybe maybe surprise her with um, a 15% off code of standing in front of my wife naked and saying, Wally 15. I think that'll be funny. Mirzi, if somebody <laughs> does that, that's going to be funny. But you know what? Maybe you want some whiter teeth. Who knows? You know, 15% off counts for everything, folks. And here we go. We're moving into where were we? I don't even know. You were gone forever. I was talking forever trying to keep up here. You were in wheeling for two years. So what's the living conditions like in wheeling? <laughs> Actually, they had a pretty good uh, wheeling itself as a city is uh, not a great city. Um, I remember I read a sign one of the first times I was there about how at the turn of the 19th century, it was the greatest per capita income in the United States. Now I'd probably say it's in the bottom 10. It is uh, a city town, that, eh? it's turned into a little bit of a tough town. The downtown itself, there's not much there, but uh, they actually did a good job. I don't know how they got it hooked up. But there's actually right across the arena there's a new apartment building that was just getting put in my first year so halfway through the year we moved into this place but i was literally i could throw a football and hit the arena and we all lived on the bottom floor the whole floor was us so we had a hell of a time <laughs> it was a good time you never you could you did whatever you'd always be with each other right like that's yeah. what it's all about or you just if you're bored you just go knock on the next door and see what's up and then and then just keep going until you found somebody playing video games or doing whatever, playing any games, just whatever, doing whatever. Or you do – there's lots to do Oh, there's, in the apartment. No, you're right, though. At the coast, it was like that, though. Like, if if you get done practice and everybody's like, okay, it's over for the day, like, everybody was like, well, like, what do we do now? And uh, you just play video games. Everybody was together all the time. Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings was a hot spot for sure. We didn't have a Buffalo. We had a casino. So that got well used as well. Okay. But, so And then, uh, when we moved actually into this new place, because we were at a place a little farther up the street till about Christmas time, we moved us all down to this new place. We, uh, Me and my roommate actually bought scooters little electric ones you charge uh like you plug into the wall and you plug them in they didn't go very fast but we ended up buying them we drive them right in there we drive them right into the dressing room and park them at our stalls for the day for the morning <laughs> till the trainer yelled at us and told us to stop because he had to sweep the floors after us this isn't wheeling yeah he didn't like because we bring dirt in behind us right so he didn't he's See, like you guys stop isn't it interesting though that like you like 
it was the same for me that one year I played in North America was that I had more fun playing in the coast without any of the amenities and all that other stuff was because I felt like I was part of a team. I had a role on the team. Like I was one of the top line guys and I felt like I was on a team where you go to the AHL and you're playing fourth line with the fighter or you may might get called up to the third line, but you don't even feel like you belong with them or whatever. Like it just, you felt more comfortable, right? Like with the guys in the coast or were you the same? Yeah, you're right. You're not competing against each other to move. Like you're not competing against each other. You're more just there playing hockey, like just uh, yeah, enjoying the game. And like you said, Aaron, I just enjoy the game. So like I, I was the first guy there every morning. I'd, like, we didn't practice till 9.30. I'd be there at 7.30, and I'd have the TV on. I'd be I'd be foam rolling, if you could call it that. More just using it as a pillow, watching the game show network or the highlight. Well, I'd start with the highlights, but after the first time it was through and it was into the second, I'd turn on the game show network for the boys because we'd all be bored of the highlights. And I'd just lay there till we got on the ice, and then probably – should have taken care of more care of my body before practice. Probably help me now now that I can't bend over, touch my toes. But yeah, are you kidding me? Are you serious? I've seen okay. You. Well, that's screw you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Me, let's 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 get real here. I've seen you still play hockey. You're doing just fine. Don't even give me that shit. I can hardly do anything. I can't even fart without getting injured. But. <laughs> seriously like i don't know what you're talking about like oh, that senior a thing man like some of those games the next day i would be so sore i would foam roll for as you say forever and just to try and get ready for the next one and all i wanted to do was help ripley win a championship and take that gosh darn trophy to the kids school and win one more time because I had done it before. And when you win and you realize how fun it is and like, you just, you realize what it can do to a, to a, a town, to a community. And like, you see what it did with the wolves when we were going to Clinton in the finals, like that shit's addictive. And, uh, I just wanted to win one last time and uh, yeah, like it was, uh, it was too bad. We uh, never had a chance and uh, COVID ruined that for you guys going into the finals. eh? Yeah, we were uh, in the semifinals there. And uh, next thing you know, I'm getting a text on a Friday afternoon saying games canceled. Call you when the next game is and get a text. She's done boys. Okay. Actually, I skipped ahead there. Sorry, I got sidetracked. So you were in Wheeling for two years. You're having great years. You're top line, but like in the coast, you don't make much money. So you're done your entry level deal. You're probably on maybe in what, just a straight up East Coast, maybe HL deal. And like, Uh, nope. No, I finished. So I finished my NHL deal. uh, I would have liked to return to Fort Wayne. I didn't have an offer from Fort Wayne. I didn't have a – we went to the conference finals my last year in Fort Wayne. I actually ended up 
So I still my NHL deal and I ended up not even playing in the conference finals. So there was not a good relationship there. Like I had a good relationship with the players. Uh, like I still, I shouldn't say not, a, I didn't have a bad relationship, but I had a bad, uh, they didn't, they didn't have any desire to want me on their team. So I was okay. Um, so I started looking around. I had a few offers in the coast. I had, and Europe. I obviously had offers in Europe and, uh, the coast I had a couple, I still wanted to give it a try over in North America. So coast had a few offers and wheeling coach said, I like, I've seen you play and I like how you play and I think you'll be good in wheeling. And actually Jeff Alkenbrack was uh knew the coach. And he said, this guy's, he'll be good to you. So you should do this one. So they were actually $25 more than the other team too. So that really made a difference. 25 bucks a week. That's holy moly. That adds <laughs> up. Hey, you got to tilt, tilt your little thingy-majiggy down just a little bit because I keep just seeing your mouth. It's better now. Oh, there. Oh, beautiful. Okay. No, but you're right. Um, 25 bucks a week, that shit adds up, man. But who's the coach that he's saying is going to be good to you? Is, and that's the coach in Wheeling? Yeah, the coach in Wheeling was Jeff Christian. Uh, oh, I know, I know him. Yeah, Lackner's good buddies with him and played for him with Alki too. Yeah, Lackner might best buddy yeah the he's, there. he was in the minors a lot he played some nhl games and then mostly minors though for a long time he was he was good he liked he, he liked how i played as as you can see by the penalty minutes he didn't mind those i i still try to figure out how they all add up to that much if you don't actually fight anybody but um i, I had one a year don't worry you know what um, I guess that gets back to the opening when we said that um, he holds the record for most goaltender interference penalties in the WOAA loop history. Okay, um, next question, because we've hung out at the Bulldogs volleyball tournament, and I'm pretty sure that was one of those times that I it just came up in my memory of – we talked out of uh, Bulldogs volleyball tournament about like, I could get you a contract in the UK if you wanted one. Cause I had skated with you at that point, And I was like, well, like you're good. Like I can help you, but you did not, you did not take the bait. You did not, you were not interested. You did not go. So, why did you not go? Uh, you had a lot of offers, did you not? I had a few. I had one the year before my sign in Wheeling. I had one in the in the Russia there for it wasn't the KHL it was whatever's on the under VHL that the VHL yeah, but it was I don't know. I was like I'm I don't really trust that. I don't really trust the KHL at the time. It's better now, but I like, everyone was still kind of like, ah, what is this? It's Russian. So they were wondering, and then this the next league down. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm okay. I'll just that was definitely a pass at the time. But uh then I had some other ones over there in Germany, and uh it was never the Dell though. It was never the Dell. So that was always like, well, it's not the Dell. Hey, buddy, I made a living in the second league. You know? Yeah, okay, okay. Somewhat. And then uh, – You know, it went down, though. When I went over there, money was better than 
by the end, every year, like the money went down for imports because every year they realized they could get college players to come over for tryouts and not guarantee them anything. And then just, and then just wait until they found like a diamond in the rough. Sorry for burping the mic folks again. (laughs) Yeah, no. And then, uh, yeah, I remember that conversation though. That was like, yeah, first one of the first times. Oh, sorry, not the first time, but another time where we got met up again because in the area again. And I was saying you should go, you should do it. And I, I really wish I did do a year over there. Obviously, it's it would have been an interesting experience. But at the same time, I got uh, I just stayed here, and now I'm happy with where I am. So no, man, it all works out, right? Like you, you yeah. finished the courses you needed to take. You got into where you needed to get into and um you got a baby on the way you're you're married um everything's worked out and i think uh like yeah on my notes i just wrote no europe with a question mark and it was (laughs) like it was like i yeah i i i would have been curious for you to go over there for a year just so we could talk about it now and like where you would have gone and where you would have played and how it would have gone um, because you were a thousand percent good enough to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, I know a lot of guys that are over there now and I, I sometimes wish that I had gone over, but yeah, like I'm just happy. I am happy with what's going on now. So I have no regrets, but yeah. it would have been, it would have been a sweet year. No, I, I talked to my buddy. My buddy plays in the Dell and I talked to him. I, he was in my wedding party. I have one guy from junior that's in my wedding party and he was, he's over in G- Germany every year. And he's like, man, you should have came. And I'm like, yeah, it would have been cool, but it's all right. Yeah. No, you seem happy, buddy. And I have actually met that guy. I, I definitely have. I, yeah. End of year wolves party one time, I think. <laughs> right. Was he not here? Yeah. Yeah. You met him. Yeah, we t- we chatted. Um, anyways, um, like I, I kind of wish you would have gone over there, but like I don't because, especially with this pandemic and where hockey players are at now, you are so lucky. You were done when you were, and you made the decisions you did, and you got the courses done. You got hired. You, yeah, man, you you uh, you've had a hell of a career by looking at all these notes and how long we've chatted is like, it's pretty wild that you're from uh, Ripley where the kids go to school now, 10 minutes down the road and, uh, and we can still run hockey schools together. eh? Yeah, it is pretty. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wouldn't, uh, it's pretty, it turned out pretty well. Like, especially like you said, with the pandemic, I had time, I didn't time it anything, but like it did work out where I was, I was done a year before the pandemic hit, but I couldn't imagine these guys. I feel bad. Like you see them stories, like they can't come back. They're quarantining. They're not sure what, if they're even playing. Well, that was more last summer, but they didn't know if they were going over there. They were all up in the air. So I am glad I didn't have – and there was no jobs. In, the, in North America, there was no jobs you're hearing because the AHL was 
Like I couldn't imagine those guys, and I felt bad for every single one of them because you just you, everyone loves to play. Like you said, I love going to the rink as much as the next fucking guys. Oh, jeez, yep. jeepers, creepers! That's two in a row, jeepers. No, but like, no, it's not two in a row. Well, no, not well. You you've done two f bombs, but then, but like I'm saying, is like when you show up, like you loved hockey, and like you don't need to get paid to do it. I was the same way. Like I was told by doctors I should never play hockey again, and I was playing, and I was meeting you guys and making buddies around town which I can always stop by for beers now that I pick up the kids um, a little bit early, like, you know, you know, say 13 minutes early, maybe. Give <laughs> well, or I take. think the one time you came, it was, I think the one time you came, you had 10. <laughs> well, either way, like you got to get there before the bell goes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. No, it is. Uh, that is one thing. It's just, and then that's everyone that plays in that league in the senior league though. That's because you're still willing to travel. You know, you love the game. Like you show up there and every single one of those guys is, they're not just playing rec hockey. They just want to play off. Right. And then like some of the beauties that I've met through it, um, the Stewart boys, Britsy, um, like, like all, like I, you know, there's, there's too many to name, but like, I, I really did enjoy it. It it made Concordon feel like home and Ripley feel like home. My kids go to school in Ripley. Colby plays hockey in Concordon with it just it made it feel like home because I got to know so many people. I got to know so many people around Ripley. And uh I guess that all happened before you moved back from hockey, but boy, it was really exciting when you joined the team. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to come up. Like I've been hearing the Wolves talks. Well, you started two years before I came, and I've been hearing Wolves talk about how, because I remember when I was a kid, going to the Wolves game was the thing to do. It was a hockey, it was a hockey game on a Friday night, and it was the thing to do in Ripley, because there's there's nothing else to do in Ripley. <laughs> And uh, I remember you used to go and you used to watch people fight and then Ripley lose. And then uh, they got, they were good for a few years though. They had some good players, some good talent. And then, but they'd still, they, they weren't there. And then I remember hearing some rumors and whispers about how we were getting, they were getting better. I know like Brett Cato and Britsy, Cody Britton had a lot to do with that. Like they, those two were, they basically between those two and you they're they, or they were the year before you too. Oh, they were there before me. They had been there. Yeah, they were, they were, they were, yeah, yeah, no, I just joined their line. Yeah, I, no, yeah. They came straight out of junior and they, they hooked him into Ripley and they got him and they really turned, turned a lot of things around. And I was hearing things like down, I was playing down there and they're like, Ripley's been good. Ripley's like this. They did. Then they won the A and then next thing you know, and I was like, okay, well, this makes, it kind of helped too, because I was like, I'm not quitting to go nowhere. I'm going to quit and I'm going to go play some hockey that's still fun and has a chance at still winning and playing for my town now. Like that I, cause I bought my house. I, I moved home as soon as I could. Like I never really left. No, I know. I know Ripley's deep in your deep in you and you didn't want to go too far. Um, I really like Ripley. I feel like I fit it around there. 
Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I think uh, me playing for the Wolves uh, there for a bit and doing well might have helped with recruiting for a little bit, maybe. But um, anyways, um, we almost got it done that one year, right? Yep. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I can say we almost did. Uh, Clinton, they, have, they were they better than us. Team. They were better than yeah. us. And they, I, it, a, they were they were better than us. They were they were better they were than fun. us. I was not in shape and young enough, and um, they, I I they, planned they on getting in shape for those playoffs. I did. I remember this. I I was planning on like like I was gonna do whatever, and I was gonna get in shape. And then we played Durham, and the guy cross checked me in the back, and I hit the ice, and I had back spasms for like a month and I was like this is horrible like I can't do anything but I kept going back and playing more games for the Ripley Wolves which makes no sense when you look back on it now but um, I never did get that good of shape and then when we lost in the finals I just that hurt man like when you get two buses down from Ripley and you, 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 you can't get it done I'm just way too competitive to lose, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, they uh, they put together a good team. Like we can't, we didn't lose to a bad team, so we can't say anything. So. No, no, they might have had a little bit more financial um, incentives, right? Um, we were yeah. playing, we were playing voluntarily. And everybody else on their team were driving from all over the place and uh, perhaps getting some cash. However, I hope you guys get to play again. I I hope to take Colby back to a game. Um, I think he's <laughs> I think he's ready to go back to Wolves game. There was a time there where he wasn't too into the Ripley Wolves there, but I think he's ready. Um, but I, I, I really did enjoy my time and my kids love the Ripley school. And um, I think it's great that you've came on the podcast and got to tell me the story, man, because like, dude, when you're done and you start working um, as an electrician, um, like you don't get to talk about it much, right? Like you, you just, keep working every day and every day is the same and you just keep going and it's like Monday to Friday then the weekend Monday to Friday then the weekend and at least we're doing something different even though we wanted to do this in person right yeah no you're right like uh it was nice to come back and everything kind of it came together because I came back like you said I got something figured out for a career and then I was still able to play hockey at the same time so it didn't really. I know a lot of a lot of times people that you like. I said I, I sat there for two months. I was like, what am I gonna do? And then I was like, all right, well I gotta get this figured out. And then I did. And then yeah, everything's been good. So no, man, I I I congratulate you on on making a good decision. On like, you're very talented. You're a very good hockey player, and. It's got to be hard. It's got to be a very hard decision to to stop doing that because 
you start realizing maybe you're not going to make the millions or you're not going to do this or that, but like you, you made that decision at an age where you could go take that course and get in. And I kind of didn't do that. Right. Like I was, I was in my thirties and I like don't have any work experience and like I have education, but like, you you made a good decision then with this pandemic and everything like you yeah man you did good you did good kid (laughs) yeah well i didn't really plan on a pandemic right no it kind of worked out in my favor in that way like i didn't have to there was no uh yeah i feel bad for all those guys like friends with a lot of them on snapchat and facebook and everything and you see all these and they're your age right like that's brutal when they're all your age and they're going through that and they're like waiting for their they're like no nowhere to go right like no they're getting they got nowhere to play and they're just you feel bad i am happy that you get stuck with that but at the same time you're like man those because those it's still fun like they're playing because it's fun they love hockey and they're playing and now they can't because they're just it's just this whole mess and it's whatever well, and it's crazy because like, it's like, like yourself, you, you're still good enough. You can still do it, but you're not allowed to. And then it's like, well, do I need to find a different job? Do I need to go do something different? But that like, at the end of the day, they are good enough to do what they're doing. So that's all very, I can you know what? Cheers, buddy. You're the youngest player on the podcast ever, sir. You're only, what does it say, 28? Yeah, you got it. Well, cheers, buddy. Um, hey, good luck with everything with uh, on the pod here with, uh, well, you know, with uh, adding a new player to the team. Um, I... I I, I'm very excited for you guys, and uh, I, I, I I think we should bring up our sponsors again one last time, right, before we end this. Do you have anything else before? <laughs> one more time? No, before we shut it down, but, like, yeah. I should mention the She Shed again and all that. Because you know what one thing we forgot <laughs> about is why we know each other at the start? It's not just, like, the <laughs> you... She Shed's the sponsor. is that Lisa works there. But also, you got some ties there too, eh? I'm going pee. <laughs> you want me to finish the story? Because so yeah, I guess uh, Wally's wife Lisa also works at the she shed, and my uh, wife is uh, works there, and her mother, so my mother-in-law, is uh, part owner of the she shed beauty boutique there in King Garden. So. <laughs> Wally be impressed with how I'm saying that, but uh, he, uh, it's uh, that's how another reason why we get together on the occasions for a few beverages and hangouts is due to the she shed. So if anyone needs their beauty taken care of, call them. Well, Dad Mirzy, did I do good? I don't know. I never listened to it. I was peeing. Um, it sounded good when I came in. I heard about beauty. Um, but uh, seriously, folks, if you are into a spray tan, 
I know you gentlemen aren't because I see the demographics, but if you want to tell your wife, if she comes over to the house or to the she shed for a spray tan and she gets all geared down, ready to get a heavy spray, and she says, Wally 15, well, folks, that's 15% off a heavy spray. And guess what? Sugaring, you need some hair removed? Well, 15% off, folks, just no boys in the undercarriage. That's not allowed. And uh, teeth whitening, gentlemen, we all know we got bad teeth. And <laughs> ladies, you can always improve and get better. So teeth whitening, 15% off. Just say Wally 15. That's all you got to say to the wife. That's all you got to say to her. That's it. And stay at blue.ca, Wally 20, and you get. 20% off a minimum three night stay in the blue mountains. You want to s- ski in the winter. You want to golf in the summer. You want to, you know, go for a bachelor party and stretch throws all his golf clubs off the mountain, whatever you want to do in the blue mountains, it's completely up to you, but uh, 20% off with Wally 20 um, Garrett, anything you got to say before we end this sucker, because we did not discuss the uh, the she shed tie, which um, is how we are going to stay connected. Now that I am not a Ripley Wolf, um, we got to go out um, outside of hockey. It had nothing to do with hockey. We went out to the Bruce, and uh, it had nothing to do with hockey. It was just our gals were in business together, eh? Yeah, yeah, you're right. We did uh, have a good night there, actually. I think you sound it... surprised. Well, well, I'm just saying it was it was outside of hockey. Like I don't yeah. usually do a lot of things outside of hockey, so I agree. It was, it was good, but yeah, it is kind right. of weird that we match up in the same way, and that that is why we have the sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Right, as as our sponsor is the She Shed, um, and they take care of all sorts of beauty products. <laughs> they'll sugar your undercarriage, folks. I don't think the guys, but they'll spray tan you. They'll they'll do eyelashes. What it, what else do they do? Toes, fingernails. I don't know. Even yeah, you, know. they do it all. Yeah, well, whatever, you, whatever, whatever you gals want, just fellas, if you want the spray tan, just remember, Wally fifteen will get you fifty percent <laughs> off, but you don't get you don't get the undercarriage. I'm sorry, folks, you're gonna have to wear a speedo or something. Um, okay, anything else we gotta say before we shut this down? I just would say, I. From talking to Colby, <laughs> my son, and uh, I think he's ready to be a Ripley Wolves fan again. Um, I hope because uh, he goes to school there and we love the town and the people and all that. Um, as everybody knows from listening to the pod, how competitive I am. Um, I don't like when things are out of my hand and I did not get to try at the end but um 
you guys did make it to the finals, but COVID ended it anyways, so it wouldn't have mattered anyways. So all of it doesn't matter. It's all in good fun. But um, it really is. That's what this league's all about now. Right. And like, there hasn't even been a league since it's all happened. And like, it's all. Yeah, we didn't play last year. Exactly. And like, uh, I went out and skated with you, all you fellas, and had a back spasm after like three shifts. So (laughs) we all know know why why I'm a podcaster now, right? Like, I just cannot do it anymore. I I am. I remember that. I look over. I, hey, hey, Wally, what are you doing? You had a beer on the bench. <laughs> Wally, you all right? No, I'm just gonna go home now. I'm like, oh, he goes, yeah, I'm gonna finish this, but then I'm gonna go home. Like, I can't do this with you guys. Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, it's all good. It's all fine. Yeah, I, no, we had. I, a, I we understand, and you know, you know what. As everybody would say in the hockey world is I've never met a coach that doesn't want to win. So um, if you're a coach, you want to win. So you're going to put the best team you possibly can together. And then I just, I just was not used to that. Um, but I, anywho, I'm not going to get into any more of that. It just was tough pill to swallow, and uh, it was a, it was it was hard there for a while. And I'm just being honest. Um, but um, I don't know why I'm talking about this because um, playing with you was a blast. Playing with all the guys in the Ripley Wolves were a blast. Um, I, I really, I got so many friends out of playing for the Ripley Wolves. I met so many people in that blue line club and going up for a couple beers and then met guys from other teams. And like, I loved it, man. I, it was, I was still a hockey player and I would work all day and I would get to at least get to do the things I missed. Right. Yeah. That's what I, I enjoy it. Even though it's, like I said, it's only Wednesdays and weekends, but I still, I, uh, you get to see the, it. you go to, you go to a dressing room. Yeah. Like, I don't you, know. Yeah. And you get to try and <laughs> chirp me and you're brutal at it. Well, that, I thought I was pretty good. And everyone else always seemed to laugh except for you. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, they laughed at how bad you were at chirping me, but just saying, <laughs> um, Anyways, no, seriously, like I, it's, it's been great getting to know you, man. And I'm glad that I, uh, went out for that 6am skate in Godrich to try Yeah, you it. were there at six. We didn't, we didn't show up till eight, but you're good. You're good. That's the wow. commitment you were, that's the commitment you have 6am right. and then you stayed for the eight o'clock skate. So you're good. I'll let Andrew the Lord know there in Cardiff. Cause he was the guy that was pushing me about it. He was like, do you not actually skate in the summer? I'm like, no, I never skate in the summer. I'll see you when we start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah. You said, hey, is that your, so I heard there's some real hockey players going out on the ice. Who are I, you? Do, you? do you think that's how it started? I don't remember that. That's what you said. You came in the dressing room. And said, I doubt it. I heard there's some real hockey players. Going that on doesn't the ice make right. sense. Well, Ryan O'Reilly won the Stanley Cup like a couple years later. 
and I got a picture with him and the, the family with all the trophies. So I guess I could play with him, right? <laughs> yeah. We maybe were his line. Yeah, we, 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 we had to hack us some summer skates. I feel like I almost yeah. won it too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And support your local restaurants. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and I go fans. I like pizza towns and bands. I'm always speaking my mind.